You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Tuesday, February 13th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, we're talking about a strong reaction from developers over Apple's new App Store rules. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. A battle for control is taking place inside iPhones across Europe. While Apple introduced new rules that ostensibly loosen its control over the App Store, Local developers are seething at the new system, which they say entrenches the power Apple already wields over their businesses. They're now breaking into a rare open revolt, mounting pressure on lawmakers to step in. So far, they have accused Apple's new business terms of being abusive, extortion, and ludicrously punitive. Apple holds app providers ransom like the mafia, claims Matthias Pfau, CEO and co-founder of Tuta, an encrypted email provider. The tech giant treats iPhones as its territory, Fao complains, tightly controlling developers' access before taking a chunk of their profits. Anyone wanting to provide an iOS app must pay a ransom to Apple. There's no way around it. For years, Apple has rejected Tuta app updates if they include links to the company's website, he says. Like all iOS apps, Tuta has also been unable to take in-app payments directly from its customers. Apple acts as an intermediary and charges a fee. Fao was hoping the App Store reforms mandated by the EU's Digital Markets Act, or DMA, would make companies like his less tightly bound to Apple. Instead, he is left disappointed by the new terms on offer. What they came up with is the best proof that they are massively abusing their market dominance, he says. Apple is basically behaving like a dictator. Apple was designated a gatekeeper under the DMA after the EU decided that the App Store acts as an important gateway between businesses and consumers. The company, along with other tech giants, has until March 7th to make a raft of changes. To avoid fines that can reach up to 20% of global revenue, the smartphone maker announced its new rules in late January. The rules technically make it possible for users of its hardware to download apps from alternative app stores and also for developers to use their own payment systems bypassing Apple's commission. But in order to access these new features, developers have to sign up to new business terms. Those terms include restrictions that de-incentivize any developers moving away from the status quo, according to Pfau. 
If his company Tuta were to take advantage of the new system, iPhones would issue warnings, known by critics as scare screens, informing users about security risks linked to using payment systems that are not managed by Apple. From Tuta's testing of how pop-ups affect in-app upgrades, he estimates these warnings would dissuade 50% of users from proceeding with their purchase. Additionally, although the new terms allow Pao to make Tuta available in an alternative app store, they would also expose the company to a core technology fee every time it was downloaded or updated more than one million times in a one-year period. Pao accepts that Tuta, which he claims has over 100,000 paying subscribers, might not have to pay this fee in the first year, but we are growing, he insists, so we would definitely have to pay it within the next couple of years. For Sweden's Spotify, the download fee is more of an immediate problem if the company were to accept Apple's new business terms. With our EU Apple install base in the 100 million range, this new tax on downloads and updates could skyrocket our customer acquisition costs, potentially increasing them tenfold, Spotify CEO Daniel Ek said on X soon after Apple released its proposal. While Apple has behaved badly for years, what they did yesterday represents a new low, even for them. For that reason, Spotify, like other apps, believes it has no choice but to stick with its current agreement, Eck elaborated in a call with investors last week. That means still paying commission to Apple and listing their iOS app exclusively on Apple's App Store. No sane developer wants to pick any of the new terms, Eck said. Sticking with the current system doesn't make the situation worse for companies like Spotify, he added, but it does mean that they are missing out on revenues from users buying products such as audiobooks, a new focus for the platform, through the company's app. Spotify does not sell audiobooks in their iOS app in order to avoid Apple's commission fee. So some of these more innovative things that we would like to do, we're currently restricted in doing on the iOS ecosystem. Apple maintains its changes are compliant with the DMA, while also being necessary to protect its EU users' devices from the security risks that, it says, are introduced by the new law. Apple's approach to the Digital Markets Act was guided by two simple goals, complying with the law and reducing the inevitable increased risks the DMA creates for our EU users, says Apple spokesperson Julian Trosdorf. That meant creating safeguards to protect EU users to the greatest extent possible and to respond to new threats, including new vectors for malware and viruses, opportunities for scams and fraud, and challenges to ensuring apps are functional on Apple's platforms. App developers don't have much power on their own to make Apple change course, but they hope their criticism will force the European Commission, a branch of the EU's government, to take action. After the March 7th deadline, officials are expected to assess both Apple's proposals and the market's reaction. Now the European Commission must reject Apple's proposal and even consider imposing a fine if no further improvements are made, says Sebastiano Tofaletti, Secretary General of the European Digital SME Alliance, an industry group. Andy Yen, CEO of Swiss email and cloud service Proton, is less diplomatic. If I was the European Commission... I would probably look at this as an insult, he says of Apple's proposed business terms. It's a slap in the face. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, meet the pranksters behind Goody2, the world's most responsible AI chatbot. 
On Wired Science, find out if climate change helped a skier achieve the impossible. And on Wired Security, satellite images point to indiscriminate Israeli attacks on Gaza's healthcare facilities. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.